Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. Kankakee Podcast is proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. Learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Thankful for the way these stories hold on to the lifetime we won't give back. I know these rivers carry. Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and this is a special bonus episode where we are joined by Bonnie Brewer of the Kankakee County Community Arts Council to talk about the upcoming Strawberry Jazz Festival that is taking place at Northfield Square Mall. That will be Sunday, June 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And welcome, Bonnie. Hi, Jake. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's always great to see you. And the Strawberry Jazz Festival has been going strong now for, what, is it 30 years or is it longer? More. Than, is it more, more than that? It has changed quite a bit. The original Strawberry Festival was just a little event at the Civic Auditorium in order to promote the organizations that are members of the Community Arts Council. And about 20 years ago, Janice Miller, who was past president of our organization, came up with the idea, why don't we add music? We did have a performing stage, but it wasn't a major focus. So we grew into two stages, three stages there at the Civic Auditorium and Governor's Small Memorial Park. And this year, we're adding another one. So now we're at four. We'll be at four. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. And uh, congratulations on the continued growth. 
when it first started then, so you didn't have music. Was it just called the Strawberry Festival then? Or was it, it still was. the, it wasn't, there wasn't jazz no, in there? No, no. Okay. It was Janice Miller's idea to add jazz to it. And it just took off. Mm. I remember that first time that we added the music there just wasn't room for all the people. We ran out of our programs to hand out before 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And that was when we started was 10 o'clock. So it was a hit from the beginning when we added jazz. I feel like I got a little bit ahead of myself because we didn't even talk about where Community Arts Council comes from because that's obviously the organization behind the Strawberry Jazz Festival. Yes. But let's talk just a little bit about the Community Arts Council, when it started, what it's all about. I feel like the name is pretty self-explanatory, but... It did get its start back in the 60s, and just a few local arts organizations joined in and has expanded since then. And adding the crafters in uh, the past 20 years has made the membership grow even exponentially. But the original group was local musicians and artists that saw the need to coordinate between the organizations so that the symphony would know when the theater group was having their shows and the art league and the artists would know when those other events were going on so that they could schedule their events without conflicting. We don't always avoid conflicts, but that was the main reason for the start of the arts organization was to join together, cross-promote each other's events and local efforts to promote artists and arts in the community. So back at that time, about, you said, in the 1960s, so you mentioned the symphony. So is the the Kankakee Valley Symphony Orchestra then a member of the Community Arts Council yes. today? So yes. they're probably a member and then like KVTA yes. too. It's cool to learn how it all how it all started. So then this is going to be the third year that it's Strawberry Jazz Festival is at Northfield Square Mall, correct? Yes, yes. We outgrew our space over there. And a lot of people loved the ambience of being outdoors, and it just makes it seem so much more artsy. (laughs) But um, the Park District was concerned about the property and all of that traffic, not only the foot traffic, but the trucks and loading and unloading, you know, the driving through the Park District grass and lawns and the woods behind the building. And so rather than try to keep the event scaled down, we were able to move to Northfield Square. And even though it's not outdoors, some of it is still outdoors, but we do appreciate the fact that it is handicap accessible. People with walkers don't have to worry about bumps in the sidewalk and Moms with strollers can negotiate, and the best part is lots of parking. Parking over there in that neighborhood got to be at a premium. And uh, I don't know if the neighbors welcomed all the extra cars and traffic. I mean, you're talking about cramming sardines into a tiny 
space yes. at, at some point at uh, the Kankakee County Museum and Governor uh, Small Memorial Park right there. Right. Whereas the Northfield Square Mall, you've got so much more space, as you've said. So if there's 5,000 people there, it's no problem. Right. <laughs> They've got plenty of space amongst themselves. So what's happening specifically this year for Strawberry Jazz Festival, Ben? You're, I mean, we've talked about now there's four stages of entertainment. So let's branch off and start with that first. Okay. Well, since we were talking about parking, we are going to offer VIP parking this year. So even though there's plenty of parking, some people might want to pay the extra $5 to get a VIP spot. So it's closer to all the action and the entrances. So we want to be able to uh, let everybody know if you want to pay the extra $5, we'll have a VIP spot for you. Okay. And there will still be some handicap parking, right? Absolutely. On, yeah. yeah okay. The VIP parking will be away from where the handicap spots are. So we'll keep okay. all those. And in fact, I believe there are plans to set aside some additional handicap parking. I would imagine. People. Yeah. Well, our big draw is our outdoor band stage. And this is where we have big bands with big sounds and brass instruments and drums. If you've ever been inside Northfield Square when there was a live group performing, you know how that sound carries and reverberates. And it's not very conducive to the uh, business of our vendors, who are the reason that a lot of people come to the Strawberry Jazz Festival to see the art and the crafts, original works that they can purchase. So we decided instead of keeping it small and quiet, we would let the big bands with their big sound play outside. So the mall has a nice tent that they set up and there are tables that people can sit and enjoy refreshments from the food trucks while they get to listen to big groups with swing and Dixieland Jazz. Children are naturally drawn to art and the creative process. For them, it can be a form of expression as they explore the materials, gain confidence, and feel a sense of competency as they create something based on their own ideas and efforts. That's why Little Me's Studio in Bourbon A created the Big Kids Art Lab for ages 5 to 12. Little Me Studio crafted this safe space for your big kid to slow down, be in the moment, and be comfortable making messes while trying something new. Big Kids Art Lab meets every Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. at Little Me Studio across the street from Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A. Studies indicate that art making has so many positive effects for the brain, body, mind, and heart. Enroll in one class at LittleMeStudio.com or sign up for the entire session and save. LittleMeStudio.com to sign up for Big Kids Art Lab. Make sure you follow Little Me Studio on Facebook and Instagram. So who are some of the bigger bands that are going to be playing outside then this year? Well, one of our signature groups is the Kings of Dixieland. When we had our very first Strawberry Jazz Festival, they were the opening group. And so we are so excited to have them with us again this year. And they'll be kicking off that outdoor band stage. 
I think they're going to be playing for 45 minutes and then give a few minutes to switch out for the next group. So Yeah, if you've never seen Randy King and, and the crew, you got to do it. It's always such a treat to watch them perform. They do, and they dress for the occasion, too. Yes, they do. Yeah, their <laughs> yeah. outfits definitely match the occasion, yeah. And then what are some of the other ones? That, I know you said you're still trying to confirm with some of the acts, right. but what are some of the other... Does the symphony orchestra get involved, right? They have some type of... Yes, and their brass quintet is going to be joining us this year. They are going to be playing at the center court. So that's our second stage, the jazz stage in the center court at the mall. So the KVSO brass quintet will be there. And they'll be playing their jazz set. So is there anyone else you want to mention then on the, the outdoor... Stage. The outdoor stage, we've got Jazz Time, which came last year, and they play a lot of those 40s swing-style jazz songs. And then this year, we are going to have the Jazz Goblins jazz. on the oh, yeah. outdoor stage. That's Marquis Anthony, who is an amazing saxophone player. I've, so he I think joined I us last him year. on Instagram. Oh, I'll yeah. bet you do. Yeah, and uh, I enjoy some of the clips I've heard him play. I don't think I've seen him live, so I'll have to make sure to go see him. Well, you missed it last Saturday at the Farmer's Market. Oh, he was there? Yes. Okay. And their lead singer is uh, Shelby Ryan. Yep. She's very talented as a solo artist, but she sings with uh, the Jazz Goblins. Yep. I've seen her perform at the uh, Rhubarb Festival. She's wonderful as well. So Jazz Goblins, looking forward to seeing them. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the other stages then, we briefly talked about the center stage, which is the jazz stage. KVSO is going to have their brass quintet there. Who else is going to be performing there? Well, we do bring in some other groups. We have Limelight Theater Works, which is another local theater group, a smaller group. They're just a few years old, but they like to do more unconventional shows. So obviously the last couple of years has been hard for them. And uh, they're excited about bringing back a full season for this fall. So they're going to be singing some selections from their upcoming season. And I do not know all the details about that. Shout out to Tyler McMahon, by the way. I haven't seen Tyler in quite a long time, but Tyler is one of the main people behind Limelight Theater. Mm -hmm. And I know, I think they're doing Sweeney Todd. Okay. Yeah, they're doing Sweeney Todd, Christmas Carol. Flowers for Algernon. Yes, Algernon Heathers. And then Rocky Horror. Okay. So those that's what they're doing for their season uh, starting I think in August. Yeah. So it'll be cool to they usually perform like a almost like a medley or a plethora probably of the you know, like a song from each one of those productions, I imagine, just to kind of showcase what you can expect from their season right. coming up. What's the the next stage that is the at the third stage is we're moving that to the Northfield Square food court area. And that will be, typically we call that our community stage. So we have Dance in the Light that their dancers will be performing there. And uh, we also have some school groups, the jazz band from St. Anne and the jazz band from Bourbonnet Upper Grade Center will be performing in that food court 
stage. And also this year we have the theater program from Wilmington High School. I think they just performed Annie this spring. So maybe they'll be bringing some selections from that. That'll be fun. That's always a family favorite there. What's the fourth stage then that's being added this year? Where is that going to be? One of our chair people of the festival committee, Nancy Dutour, envisioned that we would have like a little jazz lounge club kind of atmosphere where we could have soloists performing and people could sit at tables and enjoy beverages and refreshments from some of the food vendors. We're looking into maybe having some baked goods that were available and you could sit and listen, come and go from the jazz club. And this will be located right around the corner from our art center store. At Northfield Square. Okay. So down the hall from Kansai. Yeah. Yeah. You'd come in that entrance, just keep going straight ahead, and you'll see it there next to uh, Barrels and Bins. So you could pick up some candy to munch on while you listen to some jazz. And you had a stage there last year, right? Is that what Farther the, down the hall, far- we tried our community stage, and it was just too loud for inside. So. Okay. But you're thinking with having just solo artists right there it'll be a little easier to control the the volume of the sound and everything right that sounds like a place i'd like to hang out at yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it sounds nice so then kind of getting away from the musical performers that are going to be there and by the way all of this will be posted eventually online right where right. people can actually see who's performing when they're performing what stage they're performing on right do you guys usually post that in advance yes we do have a facebook page where we are constantly updating as we add more vendors and as the entertainment schedule gets finalized all of that will be right there and you can see all of it yeah so if you don't like and follow the community arts council of Kankakee County on Facebook yet, that's that's the place where you need to be looking for that, right? Right. The full schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. And then getting into all the other types of arts that are going to be there besides music, what do we have on deck for that? Like the crafters and... Right. We Well, so far we've got over 100 people since we are opening up this jazz club space, then we'll be adding some more vendors down there in that south end of the mall as well. So, you know, we may have 120 plus by the time we get finished here, but it's exciting to have people that want to come and display their work and sell their art and their craft. So that's always exciting when we get those applications that they want to be a part of this event. And obviously, we want to encourage strawberry connections. So our food vendors, the food trucks, which will be outside on the west side of the mall, when you come into that mall entrance, you will see them all there in the food court area. We encourage them to have strawberry themed products to sell. So 
strawberry pie. Bennett Curtis House is always great about keeping us with fresh strawberry pie and strawberry ice cream and strawberry shortcake. All of those things will be there. Inside the mall in the center court, the Arts Council will be selling fresh strawberries. So you can come and get your court little flats of fresh strawberries. And we also have chocolate-covered strawberries that we sell. So we'll have some student volunteers that will be roaming with chocolate-covered strawberries for sale, and we will also have some there in Center Court if you want to go there, not try to find the roamers. But normally we have taken that chocolate-covered strawberry product and used it for an outreach. We've had Girl Scouts that were selling them, And we had some students from Bradley Central Jazz Band last year. So what we do is we split the profits with them. So they get half and the other half goes to cover our expenses for making the chocolate-covered strawberries. That's great. So you you will definitely be able to get some strawberries that day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would hope so. It's called Strawberry Jazz Festival for a reason. One thing I want to make sure to point out is that some listening to this might think, oh, you know, 100 plus vendors, they're probably all going to be selling things that you can buy at the store or Sensi vendors and things like that. But I want to make it known that each vendor at the Strawberry Jazz Festival it has to be something that they made themselves. You're right, Jake. That is our strict guideline. It has to be something you've made. Even people that buy something and modify it somehow, like uh, maybe put an applique on a glass, it has to be original work that, that they've created themselves. So if they're painting on that glass, then they're in. So we're really excited about having some new vendors this year, as well as some of our veterans returning. But you will find things made of wood and things made of pottery, some stained glass. We do have some vendors that make original jewelry, whether it's metal or stone, or we have a a girl who just did a workshop at our art center store with clay making earrings out of clay. So everything is original and handmade. Of course, we have artists who are painters or sculptors as well. And we have people that that work with garden stones, leaf, you know, outdoor kind of things. And we also have vendors that make lotions and candles and soaps things like that. So it runs the spectrum. It does. And it's very unique. And I think that's what really sets Strawberry Jazz Festival, their vendors apart from any other vendors that you find at other festivals is that everything is supposed to be handmade and original. People are always bringing their kids (laughs) to Strawberry Jazz Festival. What do we have for the kids? 
I remember the first Strawberry Jazz Festival that my little granddaughter came to, and the photographer from the Daily Journal caught her looking at a display of puppets. <laughs> so that's a precious treasure is oh, having her cute. picture there at the Strawberry Jazz Festival. But we want you to bring your kids, and we've accommodated your children this year, uh, we will have our kids zone located inside the old Carson store, and which Carson store? The ladies, the, the ladies, yeah, okay. the, the one that Bradley doesn't own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we will have the kids zone set up, and there will be art and craft activities for them to find their own creative side. We also have some games for them to play. Last year, we had the ironclad robotics from Bradley Bourbonnet, and they will be back again this year demonstrating with their robots. We are also really excited to welcome the Millipore Cigna mobile science lab called the Curiosity Cube, and they will be located outside right next to that dime toss that all the kids love. Okay. That wasn't there last year, right? No. That's brand no, this okay. is our I've, first year. I've heard of those. Yes. Yeah. My fiance is a children's librarian and she's talked about those from time to time and it always sounded like those are really cool. Yeah. So, because I don't know how often those make it into the area. I don't know if any of those have been at some of our local schools or not, but we're um, really excited to have them. Yeah, absolutely. So, Strawberry Jazz Festival. This is uh, all happening Sunday, June 4th. It's 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's no cost for entry, right? No, it is. Admission is free and parking is free unless you want to do the VIP. And all of the music stages are free. We would love to get some donations. If you see a donation bucket anywhere and you want to drop in some money, that would be great because it is expensive to put on this festival. There are some increases in advertising and we do want to keep the price low our vendors do pay a fee for their booth but we don't want them to go broke we want them to be able to uh, make a profit that day and we want to bring in as many people as we can so we keep that admission free and then as i mentioned you want to uh, stay up to date uh, by following the Community Arts Council of Kankakee County on Facebook. Stay up to date on the schedule and, and make sure you uh, RSVP for the event page that's been created on Facebook as well. That's another place you can stay up to date. Right. We mentioned the organizations that are members of the Community Arts Council. They will be there that day, too. They'll have information about their organization if you would like to join. They'll have upcoming events, fundraisers, community causes that they are supporting. For example, the Merchant Street Art Gallery for Artists with Autism. They have traditionally used the Strawberry Jazz Festival as a fundraiser for their benches. Their buddy benches, the artists hand paint them, decorate them sometimes on a theme, but those benches are sold at the Strawberry Jazz Festival. So they will be out in the food court area, and you can vote on your favorite bench. You can bid on your bench. 
and take it home that day. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's what they uh, appreciate the best is that they can bring the benches and not have to take them home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. They don't want to have to take them back. That, right. Uh, they want to uh, leave them there and someone else can take it home with them. So. Well, and we just uh, love and appreciate our member organizations so much. Their support is what helps this happen. We need a lot of volunteers and our organizations lend a hand whether it's um, helping people check in at the beginning of the day, helping with parking, emptying trash. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Northfield Square Mall management people. Brad and Jennifer in the mall office are so involved in every aspect of planning and putting on this event. They are partners with us, and we really appreciate that. Bonnie, this has been great. I also want to say Kankakee Podcast, we will be out there as well, um, mingling with everyone. Thank you for letting us be there and, and be a part of the fun. We definitely would not want to miss that. Thank you again. Thank you. That does it for this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. We are proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design family of businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Don Geisinger, Diana Crowley, Joseph Lamont, Bill Paracas, Lori Crayoch, Karen Bishop, SLS Home Inspections, Seth and Mary Berkey, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenault, Dave Barron, Veronica Featherston, John Sullivan, Sue Hornung, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Berry, Anthony Vicelli, Natalie Flagel, Carl Erps, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com and then click on the patron tab. If you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode of the podcast. There is also access to extended versions of episodes, video versions, and more. And our theme song, written and performed by Lupe Carroll, recorded by Daniel Bishop. (laughs) 